I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 342. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Sometimes a song is so timely, you feel like the lyricist has been eavesdropping on your conversations with other people, and maybe even your deepest prayers with the Lord. And this week's song, Who You Are to Me by Chris Tomlin featuring Lady A, was was like a recap to several conversations I've had recently. And I'd like to talk to you about that, why that is, and then dive into scripture. Uh, but before we do that, let's listen. You're amazing, faithful, love's open doorway. a longtime listener of the podcast, then you know it's not my habit to review the song of the week as much as I use it to inspire me to dig into scripture. And I did that this week, but I do want to take a moment to kind of unpack the lyrics of this song because I think it's going to be so meaningful to so many people. And even though it's new right now, I think this song will be one that will resonate for a long time to come. Now, the first thing I want to say is that this song's title has a double meaning to me. First of all, as you heard in the chorus, the song declares many amazing characteristics of God. We need more songs in our lives like this to draw our attention back to God. And I really do love how this song does that. But the characteristics we sing about in the chorus are true of God, period. So the title of the song could really just be who you are. Okay. Now, when you add the to me to the title, who you are to me, this should not be sung in a my truth versus your truth sort of way. You see, God is these things, whether I believe it or not. But I do believe it. And so who he is should change me. So when I sing, that's who you are to me, it doesn't mean that he can be anything to anyone, but that I'm his. It's personal. He is an amazing God, but he's my amazing God. He is a merciful God, but he's my merciful God. He is savior of the world. And yet he's my savior. And God's characteristics don't change based on my perception of them. He is who he is. He doesn't change just because I don't believe in him, but I do believe in him and have placed my faith in him and choose to follow him. And I am so blessed that he is so personal. Now, the opening lyrics of the song say, some people think you're distant, just some words on a page that you're nothing more than fables handed down along the way. And if you believe that, it will be very difficult to interact with God's word because they will just be stories to you, not the very words of God revealing himself to us. Now, another stanza in the song says, sometimes I have my doubts. And I'm sure that everybody does. And I wonder when I stumble, am I still worthy of your love? 
but I know that I get stronger when I'm talking to you down on my knees. You're everything I need. Now, boy, that's a line from the accuser if I've ever heard one. Am I still worthy of God's love? Wrong question. Our worth doesn't determine God's love. He gives it, worthy or not, because that's who he is. Now, And we've been studying prayer in my small group, and so I can belt it out with the song about getting stronger when I'm talking to him down on my knees. We've been talking about posture, and getting low is a posture that helps me in my prayer time because it reminds me of the posture that I want for my heart as well, humble and low and in submission to this amazing, merciful, faithful God that I serve. Now, one final connection for me um, in the chorus before we jump into scripture, I, I found in the lyrics, this phrase in the lyrics that says, uh, we heard it in the chorus. It says, when I'm empty, you fill me with hunger for more. And a friend asked in, in small group this week, what do you do when you sit down to read God's word or to pray and you're just not feeling it? And everybody in the group nodded because we've all been there. But my answer is this, pray for a hunger and a thirst. And my prayer for you is that God would give you an unreasonable desire for his word that will lead to an unsurpassable relationship with him. And I believe that if you get into his word, he will meet you there. But I realize that not every time you will feel inspired and and not every time even in his word will feel fulfilling and inspiring. So pray for a hunger and a thirst for more of him and then keep praying for that. Be persistent. He will not leave you empty. But one phrase led me to what I want to talk about for the remainder of this episode, and that is when Hillary Scott sings, some people think you just live in cathedrals made of stone, but I know you live inside my heart. I know that it's your home. How does she know Jesus lives inside her heart? How does she know that her heart is his home? Well, let's use the BITE of exploring a topic. And BITE is an acronym that stands for Bible Interaction Tool Exercises. And these are exercises I use to keep my time in God's Word buried. And most of the time, I will get inspired to go to a section of Scripture and stay there and interact with larger chunks of Scripture. But exploring a topic every once in a while mixes it up for me. And that's what we're going to do this week. Now, I want to explore the areas of Scripture that might lead someone to sing about Jesus living inside their heart. Okay, so if you head over to Romans chapter 8, we read this starting in verse 9. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit, if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raises, who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. All right, so right here, we see that the Spirit of God is also known as the Spirit of Christ and that this Spirit can and does live in us. Okay. In fact, if we don't have the spirit of Christ living in us, we don't belong to him at all. No, uh, that's what it says. So salvation includes the spirit of Christ indwelling us. Okay. Now I'm going to circle every time it mentions living or lives. And that's the bite of writing in your Bible or marking up the text. If you are uncomfortable marking up your Bible, you can print out a copy of this section of scripture. Just copy and paste it. Go to Bible Gateway, Bible Hub, one of those. Copy and paste it into like Word or a, note, a, a notes document and print it out. 
a Google Doc, something like that, and just print it out, double space, make wide margins, whatever you want to do, print it out and scribble it up to your heart's content. Um, but I'm 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 okay with writing in my Bible because I believe when I interact with God's Word, when I mark up the text and things like that, that it um, it starts to sit. Uh, it reminds me. I, I I physically remember circling those words and things like that. So I'm going to circle every occurrence of live and living so that I can then use the bite of making a list to record what I've circled as well. All right. So I circle up every living and lives in there. And here's my list. You are controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living in you. All right. Uh, Those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him. So this is just a list as I've marked up the words live or living that I'm going to take out uh, these phrases and write them down on a separate piece of paper, making a list. Okay. Those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him. Christ lives within you. The spirit gives you life. So life is lives, living life, that kind of thing. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And then God will give life to your mortal bodies after death by the spirit living within you. Okay. It's pretty clear that those of us who are saved Believers, followers of Christ, those who belong to Christ, we have the Spirit of God living in us. But I do want to point out that it does not say that the Spirit lives in our hearts necessarily. So let's keep exploring. All right. In Paul's prayer for spiritual growth for the church at Ephesus, he writes this in in Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 14. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Aha, there it is. Okay, Christ makes his home in our hearts as we trust in him. Verse 17, that's actually our memory verse resource for the week as well. Isn't that beautiful? What a picture of intimacy and love. And Paul said it, didn't he, when he said, may you experience the love of Christ so it is too great to understand fully. Too great. It's too great to understand fully. Oh, how true that is. In fact, I really want you to go back to these scriptures and ponder them deeply. And that's another bite. That's another interaction tool exercise to meditate on scripture rather than just reading through it. I just read through. I mean, I wish I could go back and unpack every little word in there. There's so much in there. So if you go and meditate on that scripture rather than just reading through it, really thinking about what you're reading, roll it around in your mind a little bit. Use some of the other bites that we have um, to help. So circle words, make lists like we've already done. Maybe even commit a verse or two to memory. And, and really ponder some of these beautiful truths that are in these sections of scripture that we discover or we've discovered or unlocked because of our exploring a topic. So what we've learned so far is that scripture itself confirms that the spirit lives in us. 
And it also tells us that Christ makes his home in our hearts. And let's look at a couple more places. So in Paul's discussion on his work for the church, he writes in Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 24, he says this, I am glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am participating in the sufferings of Christ that continue for his body, the church. God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his entire message to you. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God perfect in their relationship to Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. All right, so here we learn that there was a secret message hidden for centuries and generations past, but now is revealed to Jew and Gentile alike, and this is the secret. Christ lives in us. And this is what gives us assurance of sharing his glory. And then let's look at one final example. Uh, In Paul's emphatic teaching that we are not justified by the law, but by faith alone, he writes to the Galatians in chapter two, in verse 19, he says, for when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me. So I died to the law. I stopped trying to meet all its requirements so that I might live for God. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law can make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. All right, so as a believer, we have died to self. We are crucified with Christ, and it is now Christ living within us that gives us life. Our call to action here is to not treat the grace of God as meaningless. Just like Paul, don't treat treat the grace of God as meaningless. And if you are a believer, then you have the spirit of the living God dwelling in you. Christ has made his home in your heart. You have died to self and are alive because Christ lives in you so that you might live for God. So sing along with Hillary Scott. Some people think you just live in cathedrals made of stone, but I know you live inside my heart. I know that it's your home. How can she know that? Because she has assurance of her salvation. She has repented from her sin and believed in Christ, placing her faith and trust in him alone for salvation. And that leads us all to the bridge of our song, where we lift up the names and characteristics of God directly to him in praise. what's next? We'll explore these areas in scripture where we learn about Christ and the spirit of God living within us. Meditate on those truths found in Romans 8, Ephesians 3, Colossians 1, and Galatians 2. You can even 
Read them in context. Read larger chunks of scripture if you'd like to. Go ahead and interact with the scripture by marking repetitive phrases or words. Make lists or even commit a few uh, verses to memory. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter at michellekneezat or Instagram at michellekneezat or Facebook. Michelle L. Nizat is my public page. And let's talk about what you're learning. Now, if you haven't joined the 30-Day Music Challenge yet, I highly recommend it. This challenge is to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. You're never too late to jump in. Just submit your name and email address to michellekneezat.com forward slash 30-Day Challenge, and you're in. And before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank any new subscribers who've subscribed recently, like Laura from Texas, Andrea from Indiana, and Robin from Australia. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast. This is a great place to start. Subscribers will also benefit from an email that I send once a week. I mentioned it earlier. You get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, or you can print it out. You also get an email recap of the week's episode and instant access to any of the extra resources that I create for my podcast from time to time. All of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Well, it encourages me. It really does. But it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. So as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneezat.com through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Great Is Our God by Plum to lead us to Psalm 145. Uh, It's a replay of an old episode, but a timely follow-up of what we've discussed today because some of what is found in this week's song is found, uh, the lyrics are found directly in Psalm 145, so I think both will be a great partner together. Now, if you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 342. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.